Welcome to The Last Word on the Crosstalk Messages podcast. Every week we take a last look at the message from the most recent Crosstalk. Enjoy this short conversation and stay tuned for the full message directly after. Hello, welcome to The Last Word. My name is Johnny and I'm joined here today with JD. Good to be here this morning. And my co-intern, Cameron. Cameron here. Great to be here this morning. Oh, one up to you, JD. So how is y'all's spring break? It's been really good. Yeah, we Taylor and I were out in Utah, hanging out, going skiing, sledding, snowmobiling, all of that. So that was really, really good to get away. It's good to be home, though. Good yeah. to be back into routine. You missed us. Yeah, I did miss you guys. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the semester, we got like, what, six weeks left? Yeah. Like, it's it's almost over, which is nuts. Sad. Quite nuts. Yeah. Quite the nuts. Um, I uh, had a great spring break. I worked at SIP. Um almost every day. And honestly, it was it was good, but I was like I'm ready mm-hmm. to be back to not spring break cuz it was fun whipping coffee all week, but then by the end of the week it was so crazy and I was like I just want to go back to life. I you miss missed it. us. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, do you need some words of affirmation Consensus, today? Consensus. Yeah. You missed us. <laughs> <laughs> um that's awesome, but today we are talking about account- accountability versus judgment. And so I'm excited for this one. Um, So my first question is, what is accountability in Christianity? And like, is it biblical? Um, When have you seen in your life? And just what is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think let's start with that first question. What is accountability? Cam, if you had to define accountability for us, how would you define it? It's kind of hard to define. It is. And I actually, so before this, um, and as I was getting ready, I was thinking about this too. (laughs) I'm going to answer it with like something that I was thinking about. I was like, how is accountability different? And is it different within the church and within biblical community? And is it different within like Mm. not biblical community? Good question. Mm -hmm. Because if you look it up, it says like holding each other to a standard and, and calling out like when something is not to that standard. And so I think for us, like in biblical community, I think first we can define accountability by saying and framing it as, okay, we have a holy and perfect God who did not lower the bar for us Mm -hmm. in saving us. He sent his son, Jesus, to save us. And Jesus himself even says that he didn't come to abolish the law, but rather he came to fulfill it and love fulfills the law. And I think we need to recognize firstly that Jesus, when he came to fulfill the law with love, that is... I think for us, a remembrance that God does not stop being perfect because he saved us. And we do not stop serving a perfect God and a mm-hmm. holy God. And the standard is therefore not lowered. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think also in that we need to remember that we hold each other to a standard of accountability. We call out things that are not of God, that are not yeah. of obedience to God, that are not bringing God glory, not from a place of feeling like we need to earn our belonging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we don't we don't bring things to attention and we don't bring accountability to the table because we're trying to belong, but rather from a place of knowing we already belong in the family of God and accountability and loving somebody to the standard, holding them to the standard of God, His holy and perfect word, is because we already belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We all know that accountability is important, right? right. Like it, it's important in politics, it's important in sports, it's important in our workplace relationships, it's important in our personal habits and in our mm-hmm. personal relationships. Mm-hmm. seems like everybody talks about the need for accountability. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of across the board, you'll hear it all the time. 
And research shows that accountability is essential for any social system. Like if you look at sociology, mm-hmm. psychology, they would say that accountability is essential for any social system. I was reading a journal article this morning and it said that social systems in general can be defined in terms of common sets of shared expectations for behaviors. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So crosstalk, for example, is defined by a common set of shared expectations for what it means to belong, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then accountability then might be thought of as an adhesive that binds social systems together, is what these researchers said. They said, without the capacity to call individual people to answer for their actions, there is no basis for social order, for shared expectations, or indeed for the maintenance of any kind of social system. In other words, what these researchers are saying is that human relationships depend upon accountability, a shared set of expectations Mm -hmm. uh, between people. Mm -hmm. But for Christians, um, more important than what sociology or psychology says about accountability is what the Bible says about accountability. What is biblical accountability then? Um, Cam, I think that you really uh, set this up perfectly. And I'm going to try here in a single sentence to define what (laughs) biblical accountability is. Okay. Biblical accountability is giving an account according to the clear standard of God's word in the context of a personal relationship. Bada bing, bada boom. So we'll break that down into parts here. (laughs) Um, Romans 14, 12 says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Hmm. Okay. So we all have to give a personal account. Mm -hmm. That's the basis for all of this. Mm -hmm. Then the next part is to the clear standard of God's word. God's word is ultimately what defines what is good and holy and perfect for us, like you said, Cam. And that means that accountability is never arbitrary. It's never up to my expectations or Johnny's expectations or Cam's expectations. It's Mm -hmm. God who sets that standard for us. Mm -hmm. And then finally, in the context of a personal relationship. Now, all not all Christian relationships are accountability relationships. Mm -hmm. In fact, very few of them should be, Mm -hmm. to be perfectly frank. When choosing to someone to open up to and to ask to hold you accountable, it should be somebody that you trust and respect with a track record of actions and speech that reflect spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. And it should be somebody who desires to see you grow in your faith and does not gossip so that when you talk about Mm-hmm. these important issues or something that you're struggling with, it's not going to end up like getting back to Johnny, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or getting out to the broader community. And so that's the way I would define this. Biblical accountability is giving an account according to the clear standard of God's word in the context of a personal relationship. And you're totally right, Cam, that we do this and accountability is necessary because God holds us to this holy and perfect standard. And when we say that we're following him, then we allow people, we give people permission to speak into our life when we're not living up to his standard. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it okay. does. Totally does. Great. And that sounded very, that was very well done. Mm-hmm. And I have a really dumb analogy that helped me understand everything that you just <laughs> yeah. said. Let's I it. was just thinking of in bowling, you know, those little lanes that pop yeah. up. Mm-hmm. It's like those assist the bowling ball to get to the pins. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't hit, you know, right in the dead center, get it to strike. It doesn't matter if it's a great throw, but it mm-hmm. helps the ball and it assists it in staying in its lane. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking of it like that, where it's like, just not like, you know, holding it to like, you need to be perfect, but it's like, let me help you stay in your lane, not go off track, not go in the gutter. 
Hundred yeah. percent. I think that's really good because the reality <laughs> is there are a lot of really faithful ways to follow Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. right? right? And so what we see in in God's word is the bumpers. They keep us, or that's you could use called. guardrails, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you could also use guardrails on a road. Any of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. They just help keep us between the lines, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think that that's a perfect image yes. because mm-hmm. that's what accountability is. It Whoa. keeps us between the lines. <laughs> keeps us on track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that's so That's good, good, my friend. Yeah. That's good. Always a car analogy. <laughs> always. One. Always. All right. Well, going off of that, let's get into um, the other side of things. So arguably the biggest reason people might reject Jesus is because they've been judged by someone claiming to be a Christ follower. So we're told not to judge, but how is that different from accountability and how do we discern that difference? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that we first need to make a distinction between those who are following Jesus and those who aren't, right? There's a very clear distinction in our relationships between with those who are following Jesus and those who aren't. Accountability is for those who have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus and are claiming to live a life that follows him. Now, it becomes judging when we are imposing a biblical worldview and a biblical standard upon somebody who isn't claiming that the Bible is the authority for how they live Mm -hmm. their life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of, uh, it's somewhat silly to expect somebody who doesn't believe something to live according to the standard of rules <laughs> or mm-hmm. ideas of somebody who does believe, right? Yeah. yeah. That And so when we uh, are placing, we were imposing that standard on another person who doesn't claim to follow that, then it becomes judgment very, very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, when we judge people and we impose these various standards or rules upon individuals, however well-intentioned we are, we end up creating burdens and barriers to people coming to know mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is, if you look in 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. it says, God is the ultimate judge. Mm-hmm. God is the ultimate judge. So it's not our responsibility as believers to judge someone's actions to determine whether or not they're living up to the standard of God. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's not our role. It's not what God has called us to do. Instead, we are called to preach the gospel faithfully to love others, and to leave judgment up to God. Now, for those of us who are following Jesus, we should be held accountable by the larger community of faith. Um, This is both the duty of the church body as a whole and the individual believer who is in relationship with other believers. Therefore, to do a good job as a member of a Christ-centered community, we are called, as Jesus said, first Mm -hmm. to take the plank out of our own eye and then we will see clearly to remove the speck from our brother's eye. Mm -hmm. This places us in a position of humility before others as we seek to help provide accountability. Now, the balance between loving people, especially those that we really deeply care about, and holding people accountable for their actions is a really, really difficult one to find. And so I think it's worth us acknowledging that and saying that this isn't something that it's like a cut and dry, here's the line to follow. It's like, it's messy and it's difficult, especially when we're in relationship with people that we care about. Mm-hmm. Can I can I say something that I think is a hot take, maybe a little bit and maybe it. other people won't agree with, but I, not, 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 nothing too crazy guys, but I think for me personally, that it's almost easier to love people outside the church than inside sometimes. And here's why, because I don't naturally love 
to do the whole like healthy confrontation thing. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. love <laughs> the thought of going up to somebody and doing the 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 acts of bringing something to light and attention because it naturally makes me uncomfortable. For me, I feel like it's easier for people who don't know Jesus and who I have absolutely no standard to hold them to. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I can love them right for where they're at. And I don't have to worry about holding them to this church, like biblical God standard. And that might be something crazy to say, but I say all that to say, I am also in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. For whoever submitted this question, I think it's extremely difficult to find the balance between loving the person who is in your community and holding them accountable in the same coin and the dichotomy of that. Um, I just think that's a difficult thing to 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 navigate, especially like in our college years, if they're roommates, if it's somebody that totally, you're super yeah. close with. Mm -hmm. um, but I I always I feel like Hebrews had so many really really good verses for um, when it comes to like accountability and when it mm -hmm. comes to running yeah. a race. And I just wanted to bring up Hebrews twelve one. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance in the race marked out for us. And accountability essentially is throwing off everything that hinders us with the people that are around us. And I think also we can't forget that we can pray about this too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we can pray about what it means to individually talk to people and to individually say, okay, Lord, how should I approach this? Yeah. Because we know that we we are called to take the plank out of our own eye. We know that we're called to, to go to someone and we know that we can bring other people into it. And we know that we can bring our church community into it from Matthew 18. But I think there's also something really beautiful about going to God with it because he wants us to include him in every single piece of when we go to somebody and hold them accountable because it's all for his glory. It's for yeah. our good. And it's ultimately, so we run this race, throwing off everything that hinders us. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's also um, something that I didn't hit on, but is important. I think it's also easy to judge people who are within the faith community. Yeah. So the question becomes, right. where's the difference? We've made the distinction between believer and non-believer. Right as mm -hmm. judging and accountable. What does that look like for those of us who are inside of a Christ-centered community? Well, I think ultimately when we don't look at ourselves first, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. when we don't look at the stuff that we've got going on and we just point at other people, that's yeah. oftentimes our ego that comes up and that right. is where it takes the, the place of judgment. Mm -hmm. Like when I think, Cam, you're not doing this and not doing this and not doing this. And I come to you from a, a, a place of pride, mm -hmm. from a place of ego, then it's absolutely judgment. Mm -hmm. Then it is uh, accountability because there's a lack of humility mm -hmm. on my part. And mm -hmm. so there does need to be both on the front of if we're holding somebody accountable, yeah. And also we're being held accountable. There has to be a position of humility that we take mm -hmm. because we have to recognize that we have to do that tough inward work before mm -hmm. we ever bring that to somebody else to, to recognize that it's not from a place of pride. It's not from a place of ego, but it's from a place of love and care yeah. for that person. And there is where our difficulty with confrontation comes in yeah. because <laughs> the striking that balance of how to have those conversations is what's right. really difficult. And so I think you're totally right in terms of prayer being the first place that we go mm -hmm. to start to figure out how do we frame those conversations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, what you said right there, I was going to add that we come we bring it to others from a place of love because you said humility and I think when we take love out of the accountability it can easily become judgment so so easily mm -hmm. and so prayer 
first place to start. God, help me have a heart of love and a heart of humility and take any offensive way out of me in in approaching my friends. And help me take the plank out of my own eye. (laughs) Like, God, help me to reflect on what right now I can do to love you more, to be more set apart as you have called me to. Yeah, right. Like I'm thinking of that verse of the plank in in your own eye. And I think it's easy to tell for if you're judging another Christian, if you just think of like the words you're saying and the intentions you have, Mm -hmm. are you just going to point out the things that that person's doing wrong? Or are you coming to a place where you're like, I'm going to help them with those things. Mm -hmm. And so instead of just pointing, it's like you're assisting them and you're also looking at yourself first. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to them and being like, hey, I'm not just going to be like, hey, why are you doing this? Or like, mm-hmm. hey, don't do that. Hey, I can't believe you're like this. Yeah. Yeah. But instead you're like, hey, like maybe this isn't the best thing. Let me like, let's talk through it. Like what's going on? Let me help you get better at this. And I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And like, we're there for each other. Like yeah. not there to just point fingers at each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and leave, <laughs> like point yeah. fingers, be like, fix it. Yeah. See you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up First Peter 4, 8. Yeah. Um, and it really just mm. has a lot to do with what we were talking about just now. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. And I love how it says earnestly, mm-hmm. continue at it, yeah. pursue one another. Don't just say something and then leave. Don't just even bring something up lovingly and then leave. Earnestly seek, love one another and build mm-hmm. each other up in community. Yeah, I don't think it can be loving if Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, like if we say something and we think that we're being loving and caring and then there's no longevity Mm -hmm. in our relationship, we don't really care. We didn't say it out of a place of love. And so there has to be uh, a continued commitment to relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that might be a good metric even about whether it's a a conversation worth having with somebody. It's like, am I willing to stick with somebody through Mm. the difficult part of this conversation? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm just going to bail... Dude, that's time for me to check my own heart because yeah. it, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be saying anything at that Absolutely. point in time. So, yeah. And I was thinking of uh, when we were talking about keeping a non-Christian accountable. Mm-hmm. It's like you're trying to be the bumper lanes on a bowling lane, mm-hmm. but that person's playing ping pong, and so they're not even <laughs> trying to bowl. And you're like, I got you. And you're like, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just had to throw that in there, tie it all together. Going to the last question. This one's interesting. So this is kind of being the recipient of someone keeping you accountable. So say there's another Christian calls me out out of love that I've stepped over the line somewhere. They're being accountable. So how should I respond to that? And to spice it up a little bit, how should I respond to it if I know the thing they're calling me out for isn't wrong? Mm. Uh Okay, the first thing, we, we started by talking about humility mm-hmm. yeah. in approaching others. This is the, f- the starting point then for receiving mm-hmm. feedback from other people is humility. Our basic instinct when someone comes to us and calls us out and holds us accountable is to go, nuh-uh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and after we, we respond in this childlike manner, <laughs> yeah. we get defensive, right? So mm-hmm. there are two things that happen. The first of which is we start posturing. And then the second of which is we begin to justify ourselves in our own head. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm better than so-and-so. Or yeah. who are you to talk to me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm now judging Mm -hmm. and posturing myself against you. I'm seeing how I measure up against you. And the second thing I do is say, well, you don't even have the full picture. 
Like you don't even know where I'm coming from on this, or you're not even involved in my life enough to know what's going on. Really, all of these are defense mechanisms that we employ because we will do anything to shift the blame away from ourselves. Yeah. Right? You don't even know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even know me. Great. So humility is really the key starting place for yeah. all of this. Mm-hmm. We listen to the person, we ask questions, and we seek to understand what that person is saying to us, even if it's painful, particularly if it's painful to hear. Stephen Covey um, in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People has a great line when it comes to this process. He says, seek first to understand, then be understood. And so we need to take a position of humility and we need to seek to understand the feedback that we're being given from someone else. And then we can be understood by the other person. But we really need to seek first to understand here. Mm -hmm. Now, the second step, and we've already touched on this, Cam, thank you for this, is that after we respond with humility is we have to go to prayer Mm -hmm. about this stuff. We have to go to prayer about this stuff. This is particularly important if we don't agree with what the other person is telling us, right? Mm -hmm. When you're like, well, I just don't think you're right at all. Mm-hmm. then it is all the more important for us to go to the Lord in prayer. Seek yeah. the Lord. Ask Him to reveal the truth to us mm-hmm. because we might disagree with the person, but they actually might be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unless we're seeking the Lord in prayer, we're never going to get to that place of uh, understanding about ourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're seeking the Lord and you're like, you know what, I just don't think that that piece of feedback is um, really valuable or it holds weight, then we're going to get that answer from the Lord. We're going to feel free from the feedback we've been given mm-hmm. if we're seeking God in the midst of this process. Like, does the person have a point? Lord, what do you want me to learn from this situation? Mm-hmm. All of that is the second thing. And then after you seek the Lord in prayer, maybe you still feel justified in your actions or you're uncertain about uh, whether this, maybe you don't feel like the Lord has given you clarity. You need to talk to wise counsel. That's the third kind of step in this. So we mm-hmm. we respond with humility. We seek the Lord's guidance and then we seek wise counsel, not just your buddy because buddy advice has its place and this isn't it. <laughs> we need to seek wise counsel, somebody who has wisdom. They might be older than you. They might have experienced something similar or somebody that you really trust and know that they're going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Finally, once we've done all of those things, then we go back to that person who gave Mm -hmm. us the feedback and we talk about it again, if we really feel like that's true. Once you've prayed about it, once you've talked to wise counsel, then it's time to go and have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a really important uh, principle in this context. You are not ready to talk about it until you can talk about it without emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our emotions are important. They tell us a lot about ourselves, but we can't let our emotions sit in the driver's seat in conversations like this because they want to take us to unproductive places that are largely driven by our feelings and by our ego. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be able to approach it and say, here is what I feel like is true. Here's what I feel like the Lord has shown me. Here's the advice and the counsel that I've been given from wise people. Now let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. But if we just come in and we're ruled by our emotions, whether that's frustration, whether that's hurt, whether that's resentment, whether that is just embarrassment, mm-hmm. we're not going to have a productive conversation with that person. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to bring up Proverbs 10.8, which says, um, when Solomon says that the wise heart receives correction and it, received, and it receives correction 
well. And I think for us, accountability and listening and receiving can be a scary thing because to be held accountable means that we have to be known in some capacity. Mm, Yeah, right. totally. And being known can be a scary thing because our deepest desires are to be known and to be loved. And when we're not known, but we're loved, it's, it's superficial and it's artificial. And when we're loved, but not known, I think I said that backwards. I think <laughs> known, but not loved. <laughs> both and both. Known and not loved, loved and not known. Neither of those are going to be fulfilling and neither of us are the design that God has for us with our, our friends and with our community. Because our deepest desire is to be fully known and to be fully loved. So, I think it's okay to acknowledge that it's a little bit scary to let somebody in on that and to let somebody hold you accountable and to let somebody give you correction and let somebody give you the wisdom and the advice that they have for you. But also remembering, I think our defense mechanisms can be, oh, like they don't love me. Like it's just because they don't see all the whole picture, just like we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But remembering that it's okay to let yourself be loved and it's okay to let yourself be held accountable in those places. Mm -hmm. And it's ultimately all for God's glory. And I also, I want to add, I think that God really loves accountability because it's all for Him. It's all for our good. And that Mm -hmm. is what He's all about. And um, Isaiah 26, 8, it's actually like the founding um, verse for passion, Mm -hmm. but it says, Lord, your name and your renown are the desire of our souls. And I think we need to remember that this all goes back to God's glory and for our good being the desire of our souls. Because I think if it's any other intention than love, if it's any other intention than humility, if it's any other intention than God, that's when it becomes the judgment. And that's when it becomes the thing that's that's not loving and that it can be really, really hard to navigate in that moment, so. Right, absolutely. I mean, to put it plainly and kind of wrap this up, like accountability is a critical aspect of Christian discipleship. It is. Yeah. Um, Ecclesiastes 4 uh, says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil, for their work. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. There's an integral aspect for us to be in deep relationship with other people. And accountability is is a key piece of that Christian community. We will always need others around us that we have given permission to speak into our lives. We're often blind to our own issues. We're blind to the stuff that goes on inside us, or we refuse to confront an area in our own lives. We need others to speak into our lives. And we show deep care and love when we fulfill that role for others in our friendships. And so the key is that we're called ultimately to kind of wrap this up, to speak the truth in love. Yeah. To speak the truth in love. And that is the balance that's necessary in every relationship. Accountability is the balance between truth and love. Both must Mm -hmm. be present because love without truth is enabling Mm -hmm. and truth without love is just judgment. And so we can kind of end that conversation on accountability there where let's be people, the people of God who speak the truth in love, who care enough to speak up and to, to say the hard things even when they're hard to say. Yep. Yeah. Great stuff. Great answers. I learned a lot from this. Now, JD, would you like to have a last word? Yeah, absolutely. Let's 
keep the questions coming, guys. Like, if yeah. you guys have a question, feel free. CrosstalkTXST.com. Hit the submit a question mm-hmm. button. Is it submit a question? Ask a question? Whatever, whatever it is. Uh, whatever it is, go yes. submit your questions. We love having these conversations. We want this to continue to be a resource for you guys. So please go ahead, do that, and we'll see you guys on Thursday night. 